On New Year's Eve 2009, we decided to come up with goals, not resolutions, for the year ahead. We wanted to take control of our lives instead of sitting back and letting life happen to us or pass us by. Every year since, we've created a bucket list that encouraged each other and worked toward achieving our goals throughout the year. In 2012, we started to document our journey in our blog, The Great Goal Rush. I'm Chris. And I'm Lissa. And this is The Great Goal Rush Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Chris and Lissa's Great Goal Rush Podcast. I am one of your hosts. He's my name Chris. Is, my name is Chris. He's and Chris. That is. This is Lissa. And we are here um, to entertain. Welcome back. Welcome back, indeed. I am back, folks. For those who don't know what Lissa is talking to, we recorded a podcast last night. Did you say who Lissa's talking to? Who Lissa's talking about or who <laughs> Lissa's talking to. Yes. Uh, we recorded a podcast last night in which. The skeleton Chris was here, but Mm -hmm. the soul, the heart, the person was not. And I ended the episode with, it might just be Lissa's Great Gold Rush podcast in the future, so that's why I said welcome back. But ladies and gentlemen, I am back. I have been resurrected. I feel good. No apparent reason. Maybe it was just a funk, but I'm back at it. Uh, Again, I'm talking about the restricted diet slash eating plan that I'm on right now. That seemed to have taken my soul. Mm-hmm. Temporarily. Temporarily, but my soul is back. That's good. Yeah, so here we are. We're back for another episode. We're we're like in our 20th episode. We're getting close to that. Um, I think this will be the 23rd. This is the Michael Jordan episode. If this... It, hold on, first off. I, I think lo- it is. First off, I love you for that. Second, is it the Michael Jordan or is it the LeBron James? Ooh, third... I don't know. Um... They're not all out there now, so we can't say. Anyway, oh. we're we're like twenty or even above that. Above twenty at this point, and which is pretty cool because when we first I just sat down, the twenty first one today. Okay, so that's why I think we'll. Cool. Well, when we first sat down to start podcasting, we just thought we'd have you know basic conversations, and look and at that's us. What we've here been we are. Basic, basic conversations, conversations continue. Twenty plus later, here we go. Here we are. I was nervous the first couple of episodes because I was worried that my voice would be put down onto something for eternity. It is though. I'm are you sure. <laughs> Someone would have to listen to it. But, well, yes. it's funny that you said that because apparently we do have listeners because CrossFit Chihuahuas this past left week yet another review, a one star review, which we ask for. Thank our you. Instructions. Uh, thank you so much. Sama five twenty. Um, they say I'm compelled to give the Great Goal Rush a one star review because of the emphatic enthusiasm this duo has. There sure is a lot of snappy banter, topical factoids, lively debate, and excessive giggling in this chatty radio show. You kids need to simmer down. Kids. Huh. Uh, that's whoever that is. Uh, that's a great review. A Ma 520. Well, shout out to you, individual sir or ma'am, because mm-hmm. it's a one star. It's very nice. I hope that you're the one who excessively giggles. Because I like to tickle you like the Stop, little snuggly bear, whatever that. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no, I'm thinking Phil's very doughboy. Oh, so now I'm a doughboy? <laughs> or was it like 
Huggins or Higgins? Yeah, no, the little the little teddy bear one. Laundry thing. Well, that's that the, yeah, that's the, <laughs> that might be trademark, so we might not be able to do that. Okay. Well, again, we ask that you guys keep leaving reviews. One star reviews. One stars please, only. We don't deserve anything One better. stars only. That's kind of like our personalities. Yeah. Or one stars. They, of all, on all the podcasts I listen to, they say they're so desperate. It's so, like, it's so annoying. They're like, follow me on at right. Big Mouth 23 at like Fisher on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Who? People who fish. Like, big, go ahead. At I baby, know. And you baby can find James this, yeah. 55. You can find the stuff that I wrote at, on it, blogging. Just, you know, Google me. It's fine. It's like, you can, for God's sake, everyone has access to the internet. Yeah. Um, and when they're like, leave us a five-star review because it helps with the iTunes, Apple Podcast algorithm. <laughs> well, for us, here's the thing. We're not making money off of this. We're not trying to make money off of this. We're just talking. We're Bitch, just having conversation. Anyway, we're just I'm having a conversation. Make, let me put this out into the universe. I'm trying to make money off of this, and I, we, this our podcast hasn't been sponsored in a while. Mm-hmm. Should we? Should we? Should we have? Should we let everyone know what this podcast is sponsored by? Uh, go right ahead. This podcast is sponsored by Springtime Weather. That's and not allergens. here yet. That's not here yet. It's not here yet. Well, that's why it's sponsored by now because we have to, we're leading up to it, we're promoting it before it happens. Okay, great. Well, when it gets here, we'll toast to it if we can have we wine. We can't have alcohol because mm. at some can. point we will. So, yeah, that's what we're sponsored by. But back to what I was saying, we're not trying to make money off of it, we're having conversations. And at the end of the day, we find humor in one stars and we like one stars. We're not trying to. Tell everyone, please give us five stars, because if you don't think it's five stars, don't leave five stars. We know we are, at the very least, one star, so you we want one star. like, pretty mediocre, so I That's think that... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, at the most, maybe, like, a two. That's But I like one, because one you is, look at it as one star, I look at it as we're number one. Ne- we're, neither of us are experts in anything. We're not... We're an expert in talking. We're not intelligent... We're not well. Uh, you are. We're I'm not, not. well educated. You are. We're not I'm well not. spoken. You are. We're not. not. Um, we're not funny. Sometimes, no. No, I am. I'm funny. Chris isn't funny. The fact that you think you're funny <laughs> is funny. That's really sad. Um, we're pretty much the American dream. Mm. Giving opinions or nightmare. Giving opinions with no expertise. Uh, well, that or just That's Twitter. The yeah. That was good. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. Let's move on. So let's talk about uh, traveling. Can we talk about traveling right now? I've got nothing really to say about this, but let's talk. What do you well, want to I'll, I'll start. So for me, spring break is coming up soon. Actually, spring break is like four weeks away still for me. Mm, it's mid-April. Yeah, it's like four weeks away. So it's coming up, I guess, soon, but not soon enough. And we like traveling. We like doing different things, as you guys know. But we don't have any plans right now. There is a small little thing I have to do in the middle of spring break where I have to work, but it's only going to be like a day. So we're always looking at doing new things, fun things, exciting things, different things, or going on a trip, whether it's a two-day trip, a one-day trip, a three-day trip, oh, something. A food trip? A, well, no, not now, but just something. So if anyone has any good ideas or cheap Flights, and I mean really cheap flights. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, we're, that's 
probably unrealistic right now, but cheap flights or cheap train tickets or just a cool experience, we are we want to hear it. I signed I signed up for cheap travel, uh, cheap flights. I get some a couple of newsletters every day for cheap cheap tickets because that's really what precludes us from traveling a lot because it's hard to go for some reason. It's like cheaper to go to the Caribbean than it is to travel to like Portland, Oregon. Best case, yeah. Or it costs ninety nine dollars to fly to Iceland mm-hmm. from where we live. Right. And it costs $275 to go to the most, the busiest airport in America, Atlanta, which is a two-hour flight. Mm-hmm. Iceland is a six-hour flight. Atlanta, two hours, $245 round trip. One way to Iceland is $99. And when you come back, it's $149. So, we so it's really insane. Be going to Iceland. We should be going to Iceland all the time. I, you know, you know, I'm down for that any time. Just, you know, the flight's long. So to stay there only for a couple of days is kind of stupid. But not really. We had, a, about, we had an amazing time. Yeah, we had a great time. Um, I really wish I we would travel more. Obviously, financial things get in the way. We travel. All, I feel like we have one. We haven't exhausted the United States yet. No, we have not. And we're still. We have, it's like I feel we're, like we we're balancing. It. It's like we do a little bit. We do a little Americana. Yep. We do a little bit international. International. Yeah. We come back to the United States. We we go back and forth. And um, in the past couple of years, we've actually for the first time ever gone back to the same spot mm-hmm. three times in a row. In the Finger Lakes area, and of we enjoy New York. it just as much. Absolutely yep. love it. Yep. Every single love it. Absolutely love it. Every single time, and that's rare. But it's like, I don't know if we'll end up doing it this year. Oh, really we most certainly are. We no, we're won't. definitely doing it. But I... um, I've been trying to. We paid off our credit card mm-hmm. at the end of last year, and that was a huge chunk of money that has just been weighing on me. Sure. So I took money out of our savings account. Not that anyone probably cares about our finances. But nonetheless, um, we're a little bit depleted. So I don't feel comfortable spending that much money on a trip. Just to clarify, you took money out of our savings to clear our credit card yeah, bills. Yeah, to pay off all right. of our you credit sounded like It sounded like you said you took money out of the savings because we needed to pat ourselves for money. And well, that's not the that case. could be the case too. You would never know, would you? I would know. Uh-huh. I would most certainly know. Anyway, I took money out of the savings to get an endless amount of abortions and pedicures. <laughs> And, and wine and a lot of yeah, wine. Yeah, and wine. And um, that's a that's actually related to this episode because we will talk about the ERA, which mm-hmm. we can get into that at the time. We've talked about it a little bit. The abortion joke. Ha ha ha. Abortion. Yeah, always funny. Um, always. Except not. Oh, I was going to say something terrible. Always um, is funny. Anyway, so um, yeah, so I'm 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 a little bit hesitant right hesitant right now to to do a big trip or a trip that costs more than a couple of thousand a couple thousands of dollars because I don't want to put any more money back on our credit sure, card, which is course. how we accumulated the um, the debt because it was like, well, are you bored by this time? No, I'm not bored by it at all. Go why, ahead. Why did you shrug your shoulders? I'm like not shrugging. I didn't shrug my shoulders. I really didn't. Go ahead. Anyway, we acquired this debt because we would debt because Seriously. we would just like heavy would, on that d i would go 
Like, let's just, we'll put this on our credit card and then we'll pay it off after the trip. And then another trip would come up and then we would pay little by little and then we would never pay off our trips in full. So now- I guess I'm shrugging my shoulders because you're explaining something that 99.9% of Americans do. And I would say probably around the world. So everyone knows how you accrue credit card debt. I'm very proud of the fact that we paid our credit card debt off And you absolutely should be. And we are grown adults. Some of us are closer to our 40s. And Optimist, she's to, talking about you. Mm. We need to start. Actually, we have for the past couple of years saving four trips instead of yeah. saving after the fact, which right. we didn't do a really good job at. So um, now we have a, our own separate travel fund, which we will pull out of when we travel next. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to um, trying to be a little bit more responsible with money. Sure. However, it does chap my chaps <laughs> because. <laughs> If I'm gonna go into debt, I want it to be because I'm traveling. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if any like there's a, to go if into you're debt, gonna go into debt, go for experience or something like that. But not. I really that that idea of debt was really like just having thousands of dollars on our credit cards was weighing on. Well, me. I would say a couple things. What you said, one back to the Finger Lakes. I feel like we both can say this. It gets to a point where if you go someplace and it's just not as fun as it used to be. Then you stop going. Mm-hmm. It's still a magical, really cool experience. Fun? I know, and we have such a great time. So until that expires, I feel like we should keep going back. Like for example, the place that we stay is an Airbnb, and it is absolutely fantastic. It's right on one of the lakes, and we were scared because a couple of years ago, the person who owned the Airbnb was going to sell it, and so it was like, oh my gosh, she's going to sell it. It's not going to be on Airbnb anymore. We're never going to be able to stay in this place again. So she pulled it off in the market. She continues to keep doing what she's doing with Airbnb. So it's feel, if I feel like we're playing with house money. It's like I want to keep going because you never know when she's going to sell it. And let's say she sells it, you know, December of this year and we didn't go this year. Then sure. we've missed our opportunity. I know, and it's not that expensive. Also, but all let's things say considered. for the entire week that it's it's like $900, mm-hmm. maybe 1000 if you include all the fees and stuff, we could spend that $1000 elsewhere. Yeah, but I know I would rather it's like you know bird in the hand like I would much rather know that I'm going to have a fantastic time at this place. We know everything about the area. We love the area. The wine is fantastic. Yes, and the the view is to die for. It's amazing. It's like all of our favorite things. Yeah, but whatever. Won't you won't you be my neighbor and have a good time with me no matter where we are? I mean, we have a good time right now. I'm not. Then let's end the podcast. Okay. Good night. And God bless. Yes. And we're back. Now, I, I, like I said, a couple things. One, love Finger Lakes. Two, if we go to someplace else, and this is why I put a little shout out and call for help to the CrossFit Chihuahuas out there about deals. And, you know, there's a couple people who listen to the show who are travel agents or who've gone to places that are you know, exotic, yet they haven't, you know, baller on a budget. They haven't spent a lot of money doing it. So if we have the opportunity for Mm it, we should look into it. But if not, then we don't. Or we have millionaire friends who are willing to lend us a house on the water, Mm. um, their yachts, um, and their infinity pools. Yeah, of course. We also, back to another point that you said, we haven't really explored all of America and you have 
you know, it might be in a situation where you've been to Colorado before. I have not. Mm-hmm. I really want to go. Uh, or I've been to, I don't know, Mount Rushmore before, and you haven't. Mm-hmm. Not saying you really want to go. But it's, it's things like that where we haven't experienced things together. And so maybe we decide to go to one of those places. But there's a couple places that we haven't gone. Oregon that we both want to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's still in the United States. It still would be a really fun time. Yeah, I know. I I want to go to Atlanta. I'm mm-hmm. sure you want to go there at some point. It's not like a big thing for you, but for me it is. Um, it's no disrespect, but I don't really give a damn about the Deep South. I know that's one of my goals, but I consider... I mean... How are you... I consider Atlanta the Deep South, but yeah. it's... You know... I consider South Carolina the Deep South. I consider Which Atlanta you've the Deep been South. To South Carolina before. Yeah, but I haven't been in South Carolina. Like I haven't like, I haven't experienced it as an adult. Okay. Um, I'm I'm thinking South Carolina's Deep South, but I don't give a, I don't give a damn about Mississippi or Alabama. Sure, I'm sure they're fantastic places, but I don't want to go there. Been to Texas before. Uh, so we've been to a lot of places in America that we really want to go to. We've been to Utah, Arizona, mm-hmm. like all the Midwest. We've been to Wisconsin. You've been to Minnesota. We've been up north, northeast. We've really tackled all of that. So we've gone just about everywhere. And to a lot of places, but I want I would like to dig into the national parks more. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, as for as long as they're still with us. Yeah. Well... Last time, just if someone can think of some cool deals or any, they've heard of something or they've experienced something. Uh, I was talking to a coworker today, and he told me about how his wife was going on a trip to Spain for round trip tickets for four hundred dollars, which, all things considered, is fairly cheap. Now, again, that's not something that we would, you know, jump on and do necessarily, but it's a good deal. I would. I'm just yeah. I mean. Uh, that's another place I've been there before, and you haven't, oh, so I'd like to. Chris has been to Spain before. Have you been to France too? How many times have you been to Paris, Chris? Je m'appelle Lisa. Well, for any of the CrossFit Baguette. Chihuahuas who live overseas that I went to school with, they know. They know. They all know. What are you at? Like 19,000 times? 16, to be exact. Okay. 16. Uh, do we have a car that's starting in the house, or is that Curly growling? He's just revving up his mouth engine. <laughs> Moving on. Let's talk about the week ahead. Let's talk about um, the I, I will say that this is the first time in a long time that, with the exception of tomorrow afternoon where I have a meeting at work, my week is clear. Like, crystal clear. I'm going to go to work. And when work is over, there's like no meetings. Um, I, I get to do what I want to do, which is great. Uh, you, on the other hand, you've got something important coming up on Wednesday, right? Yeah, I'm going to a, a citizenship ceremony and with the League of Women Voters, I will be registering the newest American citizens to vote. Which is fantastic. And I have already, I went to a citizenship ceremony at the end of last year for my volunteer colleague um and it was like a small little ceremony at the immigration uh offices 
this ceremony is at the Hilton Performing Arts Center, which is a huge kind of a music arts venue at in Manassas. And I don't know how many people are going to be there, but mm-hmm. very excited about it. And there's there having been to the citizenship ceremony before, it was very emotional. These people have worked so hard mm-hmm. to um, learn this bullshit that we still teach, um, <laughs> like require new citizens to learn. I, every country does that, I, I suspect. And I, it's, it's just stupid. so Colorado. jingoistic. Look that up. But it's... um it, insulting the audiences that they don't know what that means. Well, I if you don't, mm-hmm. um, look it up. Don't make me explain it to you because mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. So don't use it. <laughs> no. Um, it was very emotional and I really appreciated some of the parts. I think I mentioned this on a different podcast, but I almost vomited in my chair uh, on all of the new American citizens when they played Proud to be an American montage so on this stupid. wheel out TV. Like they bring it out with wheels at the bottom of it, like substitute teacher TV. Mm. And they play this montage with of a little like, seatbelt on top of the yeah, TV so it doesn't yes, fall off. <laughs> of, like, of the American landscape, like slow motion flags. And a bald waving, eagle wheat, and yeah. a wheat field. Mist a, uh, over a mountain. Yeah, it just like. Florida being sucked up into the ocean, like all of these things, they didn't show that. With I hope not. proud to be an American, and I was like, if I could roll my eyes any harder, they would fall out of your they, seat. They would have fallen out. Yeah, they would have been different citizens of different a different country. It's amazing all. how free we are as a country, yet certain things aren't. Freedom isn't free. Like we as a country love to boast that whoa, freedom. Free, freedom, free. But yes, you are free to, you know, you said they had to stand up and uh, did they have to? They have to do the pledge. I mean, I they have to say the, the pledge. pledge of allegiance, of course, and then a few other things that I'm sure they have to know. But it's just like, a, isn't it weird that we make them pledge allegiance? If they're just becoming a citizen, it like seems so Cold War, like yes, it's not like you're like, going into the we're army. We're not communists. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. Yeah. It just sounds weird. I get why they started doing it. It almost seems like it was a rally cry for wartime. Yeah, I'm sure. But why are we still doing this in 2019? Because you know how things go that just like under God and the Pledge of Allegiance, it was added and then. In the 20th Which is century, insane. We can't remove it now because it's always been there. But That's... it's just insane that in our Pledge of Allegiance, we mention God in there. As much as we preach separation between church and state, and in our Pledge of Allegiance, we have one nation under God. You know, you can, it you just can thank is for that. so weird. You can thank a socialist for that. Oh, man, those socialists. Man, I tell you. Yep. Gosh. Um, that's sarcasm, folks. Anyway, so uh, the the citizenship ceremony, the elements that I really enjoyed were was watching all of the people who who were so proud, and again, all of the work they've done, mm-hmm. and waving their flags. It was just really it, that was emotional, and there were certain elements that it really annoyed me. But that's America, I guess, summed up. This is America. No, I, I think that's great. Anyway, I think it's really cool. I'm registering these people to vote and. That's that's all. Registering them to vote because voter rights. 
Yeah, and the cool thing about that is vote. it's like we obviously know your political beliefs. Do you? Yeah. And we don't when you do that, clearly you're not mentioning your beliefs. You're just signing people up to vote because their voice should be heard. The League of Women Voters is yeah. a nonpartisan entity. Right, as it we should be, of course. We have certain topics that we advocate for and do long studies in order for uh, that inform the League of Women Voters um, point of view on certain things. Mm -hmm. And there's a long list if you're interested. Though... Though nonpartisan, no, they don't endorse any specific candidates. Um, there's a the the to, the topics and the, the the campaigns, not political campaigns, but campaigns that they support are really to improve our democracy, mm -hmm. not yep. not anything else. And if you think that's a partisan thing, right? Then everyone should vote. Yeah. Everyone should have the right to vote. If you're becoming a new citizen, my God, I really hope that you are voting. It's one of the best things about being an American is a free uh, voting process. Well, now, especially yeah. considering how most people's votes were suppressed for uh, still. And let's be real, I'm about to say, yeah. in some cases, people's vote are still being suppressed. People are still being disenfranchised. And that's the part that... I've come to learn that progress is just really slow. And when you look it at the moves, history but it of the is United slow. States, yep. it's like... Sometimes it's generations. When you Yeah, when you see that Native Americans didn't get the right to vote until 1924... I mean, it's just so sad. It's Ugh, so sad. This it, is their land. It's, it's insane. Think about it. It's, I know. It really makes you upset. Me, so, anyway. And then it goes on. Like, just ways that people have tried to disenfranchise other people... It just it makes me sick. Like that's one of the that's one of the most important elements of a democracy that everyone can participate. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into the electoral college because that would have been a perfect segue. Uh, really quick off topic. I saw something today that Nancy Pelosi said, and she said she wasn't talking in behalf of her party, but her personal opinion. And I could not disagree with her anymore. She said. Her personal belief is that it was so important for us to lower the voting age to 16 years old. I think that is a tragic mistake. You know, it's I'm glad not that I'm glad you brought this up, but I've been thinking about this too because I've heard the rumblings of um, was it's the new congresswoman who is advocating for reducing the voting age. I didn't think about it until I was reading something, and someone pointed out that. If you can work, you should be able to vote. And if, if you if, can drive, you should be able no, to vote. No, if you are being taxed, mm -hmm. you should have the right to vote. That's a great point. I understand that. Sure. But let's be real. I don't have any faith in adults doing the their due diligence and finding out facts. I damn sure don't have any faith in 16-year-olds who can make that responsible decision because I fear right now... It's, it's, it sounds so stupid because, yes, they can drive and they're making responsible decisions every day. If they're working, they're being taxed. And they're working and being taxed. I just think, like, as you get older, you would hope that you make more educated decisions. Whereas you think about, like, a 16-year-old, Travis Scott, can say, I'm running for president. Like, oh, God, I love Travis Scott and voting for him. Like, it just seems like that type of a, that type of response would happen more with 
a 16-year-old as opposed to like a 21-year-old. I get it. I get it. I understand it. It makes sense. I'm just thinking about I'm thinking of the 16-year-olds that I might teach right now and I think about them going to the polls and voting and it's terrifying. I had uh, my response. Not all of them because some of them are great. Initially but was like, that make, that's stupid. But then once mm-hmm. I realized, like, yeah, that probably, we'll see what the League of Women Voters has to say on it. Maybe they'll create, um, devise a study that Which would be great. handles this I topic mean, on pros and cons this, of this. This goes into, like, in America, drinking age is 21. Yeah, which I mean, you can go to war in 18. Yeah, it's crazy. Age was I know. 21 in the 60s, I think, still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they reduced that to, I'm sure, a lot of pushback. From... No, I get it. And like I said, I understand. It's just something that I disagree with. I think it's Well, you terrible. are closer to children, so. When you see the decisions that they make, they're just glued to their phone. If they don't have that, they don't know what to do. And... But if, if the voting Ugh. age was God, lower to 16, I would have been able to vote for George W. Bush in the George W. Bush Al Gore presidential election. And yeah. I was so excited to register to vote and then so disappointed when I realized I could not vote mm-hmm. in that election. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. One of the, one of my favorite moments of the, you know, every four years or every two years, whenever we get to vote is, is going out and voting. It's a, whether you want to call it pride or just being happy to be able to do so and think about the people before me who were black and you know their vo- their votes were suppressed or they were killed or they were intimidated and they couldn't vote and I get the chance to vote I mean I there's not one time that I don't think about that when I go to vote and I really enjoy it yeah. so I get why you want to get more people involved I just wish people took voting more seriously well yeah. I, I I just I hate sometimes I hate the voting process but I appreciate it know why it's there I don't like how, well, forget it. I'm not going to get into it. We're not talking about that. Okay, you've refrained. You yeah. plead the fifth. I plead the what? One, two, three, four, fifth. Fifth. Yes. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about some of your um, things that you're working on, things that you're passionate about. Yeah, uh, I added a number of things, a number of causes onto my bucket list this year that I wanted to focus on. I feel like in this world of chaos... We can be easily distracted by things and just go from like, oh, someone tweeted that, ah, rage for that one thing. And then like it Fake totally outrage. changes by the end of the day. And it just, it really waters down the impact that we have for real issues that we could can solve or at least work on solving. So there are three issues that I think I noted in my bucket list. One is the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment. Do you want to stop I'll, there and then go? I'll anyway. go. I'll just give an overview and then I'll go into it. So okay. one is ERA. The other one is to uh, advocate uh, against gerrymandering or for free, advocate for f- um, fair redistricting. And the other one is, I think I may have mentioned voting rights, but this kind of goes hand in hand. Something that I've been really uh, passionate about is DC statehood. Mm-hmm. So if you look at those three issues that I wanted to work on this year or wanted to focus on this year, the thing that they all have in common and really I've, I've stepped back like auditing our process in the United States and realizing with realizing that we could use some strengthening of our own democracy. And I've come to this realization because I work for an organization that that 
promotes democracy around the world and 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 strengthens tries to strengthen you know f free media women's rights voting rights around the world and seeing how quickly democracies can backslide in other countries mm -hmm. and how um you know freedom around the world is declining i think that it's good for us to strengthen the foundational elements of our own democracy and I identified these three areas because ultimately I think like it's not the small issues that matter. It's like once if these if these some of these issues, the foundational elements are improved, then the other things are then improved. They're not yes. as sexy maybe, mm -hmm. but they help out in the long term. They're not just small wins, mm -hmm. you know. So the ERA is a proposed amendment to the Constitution designated to guarantee equal legal rights for all American citizens, regardless of sex. Okay, stop. Yes. Can you read that again a little bit slower so that someone, can, if they don't know what it is, they can hear proposed what you're saying? No, go ahead. Seriously. Proposed amendment to the Constitution designated to guarantee equal legal rights for all American citizens, regardless of sex. Okay, so that... So that it, women would be explicitly... Listed mentioned in, in the, the United States Constitution. So that everyone is treated equally. That we won't get, you know, um, uh, we'll, we'll get the same benefits and we won't be, uh, this, it's hard to explain how it can, we're not protected by the, the Constitution yes. explicitly, which means that if something comes up that falls into a gray area, then it is not explicitly understood that we should receive equal protection. So give a scenario um, of which that could not happen. Like, can a company just say, can they take away rights for a female or something like that? Now you know I don't know the answer to that question. No, I, I thought you would. No, I don't. Okay. Um, I have done a lot of research. I don't keep all of this information in my head, so I, I wasn't don't know trying everything to, I wasn't everything. trying to poke a hole in your <laughs> argument here. I just asked a question because I was curious. But whether it's spousal, like, benefits, jobs. That's what I'm talking fair, about. Fair yes. wages. Yes. Like, all of these things that would be protected, women would be protected as a result of us being added to the Constitution. Okay, that's what I was talking about. And what's frustrating for me as a male looking at this as everyone thinks – Oh, well, of course you guys are represented in the Constitution, but no, you're not. The next thing is like, oh, well, you're not being discriminated against, so you don't have to worry about this, but you are being discriminated against. And that's why something in the Constitution is vital so that this can't happen to you yeah. and can't happen to females. It's not something crazy. It's not giving women more rights or it's not saying that women, remember the joke you were saying uh, earlier, like it's going to force women to have abortions or whatever stupid, outlandish, yeah, the, the, crazy the, thing that one side will come out and say. The counter argument against the ERA is that women will now be able to have like an endless supply of abortions and when women will be drafted into the military, which already happens, we'll have to share restrooms, which already happens. Um, like abortions are legal, the by the way, are but legal, then there's so that. There's this the counter argument, and I don't care about that, but I mean... It, the counter argument you do is care being funded, heavily funded by organizations that are really trying to kill the ERA every time it comes up into um, the General Assembly. So Virginia could have been the last state to ratify, to ratify the ERA, which would then have 
pushed it to the U.S. Congress, and then there would have been a decision made mm-hmm. on adding it to the Constitution and, like, a lot of legal issues because the RA was proposed so long ago, and there's there's um, a lot of gray, grayness around, um, like, the legality and how how long something can go on after it's kind of been kind of dead for a little bit. So anyway, and all this to say too that I am not a spokesperson for any of these things. So like if you want to learn from an actual expert, then just go online and search for this stuff. I'm just a nobody, but I I do care about this cause because I do think it would strengthen our democracy. Anyway, um so it died in the Virginia General Assembly. It passed through the Senate, and then it died in the uh, in a. It didn't even get to the floor of the the delegates. So, Party line vote. Yeah, although the Senate is controlled by majority Republicans, and yet it passed through mm-hmm. there. And as I mentioned in another podcast, an earlier podcast, this did have bipartisan support until the 1980s, when then there was a. Uh, a turn to conservatism. Mm. Um, um, yeah. Anyway. Well, it, it, make it short and sweet. ERA sounds like it's something that's all about equality. And it's a shame that in t- 2019, we are still not equal. Women, men, black, white, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're still fighting for your rights to be recognized in the Constitution as equal yeah. It's sad. Yeah. I so mean, that's a, you know, it's a really good thing that you're out there doing that. Even though it died during this General Assembly, it has been, it. I'm pretty sure it has been brought to the Virginia Assembly every year since a certain date that I don't remember. Again, not a spokesperson, but it will be brought up. It'll be proposed next year, too. Like, this is not dying anytime okay. soon. And it received a lot of national attention, so... What um, was that, Sean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sean Connery, guys. Okay, he just came I'm into the here. Okay. Uh, you are the man now, dog. Let's go into my next gerrymandering. item. Gerrymandering. Um, if you do not know what gerrymandering is, it is the manipulation of boundaries to favor one party over the other. And it's hot like fire in Virginia right now because Virginia... Um, needs to pass a constitutional we're looking at fair redistricting in virginia so that our districts don't favor one party or once another. again equal yeah and done by a a bipartisan or nonpartisan or like third party group to determine bipartisan these new districts. yes so, so everything is equal not favoring democrats fair, yeah. not favoring republicans yeah. just equal so anyway virginia i did some canvassing for virginia is it virginia 1 2021 um i always get the name of it messed up but we virginia wants to pass a constitutional amendment and that can once that happens which i think it i think something passed this year which then will lead to a constitutional amendment Mm -hmm. into virginia's constitution and then it will be a referendum on the ballot for voters to vote on. That's great. Come twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. So, and this just gives you an example of how unfair gerrymandering is. I thought this was a really stark and good example that I learned on Stuff You Should Know podcast. That Wisconsin, for example, mm-hmm. which has some of the most egregious gerrymandering go in back, go. districts, despite the fact that Chris's 
favorite football team is there. And my home away from home and where I should be living right now. But continue. Well, do you believe that you should be living in a state where if one party receives, Democrats receive, sorry, Republicans receive 48.69% of the vote Mm -hmm. in 2012, but yet they won 60% of the... Um, yeah, that's where it's wrong. This is gerrymandering right there. And the I'm, positions. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. It's terrible. And what happens is it's usually one party that will, you know, rig it, for lack of a better term, for their party to win for years and years that's to come. That's not democracy. No, it's not if, at all. If less than half of the population You're of the, the state votes for yeah. a, a for a certain party, and yet they pick up 60% of the seats. Yeah. That is unfair and not democratic. Yeah. And that's what I, I go back to strengthening democracy. Once that individuals, when you say why my vo- vote doesn't count, it doesn't if you live in Wisconsin. And it's easy for young it's, people to it, look at that and say, like, why am I going to vote when it makes zero sense for me to? But I urge you, the system wasn't built for you. It, it wasn't built for you or I. Yeah, of course. So participating in, in these elections system so that we right. can help change it slowly, hopefully. Yeah. That it becomes a system that does reflect, that does better represent the people. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then the other thing, uh, D.C. statehood is something that I'm, um, again, back to the, it makes no sense that a location with over 700,000 residents it doesn't can- have congressional representation. Yeah. D.C. No taxation. No. Taxation without representation. No. What's the song? No digging. No taxation without representation. Yeah, that's what it was. Isn't this what we like fought? Wasn't this the Tea Party thing? Mm, Yeah. Well, DC, otherwise known as Chocolate City. DC. Not so much anymore. I think it's Latte City now. Oh, I'd say it's very much Vanilla Bean City. Anyway, a lot of places. (laughs) A week ago in DC. The House voted to endorse D.C. as the 51st state, the first time a congressional chamber has voted to support statehood. Yeah, D.C. should be a state. And Point blank, period. It, again. But there's a certain party that doesn't want it to be a state. Yes. And, and it, there's it, a reason like, why. When you, when you step outside of your can't. partisan affiliations... And it's like what happens to me when I look at my dog sometimes and I go, oh, my God, we have animals in the house. Like, we have animals in the house. Are we not animals? It doesn't make any sense. You get what I'm saying. We have an animal in the house or when we get a Christmas tree. It's like we have a literal tree in our house. Like, how crazy is that? When you step back and you think about the people having a voice, people's votes should count no matter who they're voting for, I don't care who they're voting for. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as they have the right to vote, and Absolutely. as long as their voices and their votes are making a difference, are counting, yep. and not just participating. Like, it's a rigged system, but we're hopefully here to help change that and move the needle just a little bit, so that it will fairly, you know, operate. Yeah. Um, off topic real quick, what's more weird, a real tree in here or when we buy a fake tree and put it in here? Probably a real tree. <laughs> it blows my mind. We have this tree and it's like, we just chopped a tree from outside and brought it in here and now we're decorating it. It's a tree. 
We have creatures in our house. It's not a tree. It's a Christmas tree. We have little creatures, animals, descendants of wolves. Mm. Although you could argue that neither of ours are descendants of wolves because there's no way they are the um, survival of the fittest. One might be. no way that our dog's lineage, as yeah. dumb as they are. We're tough. We're able to survive. Yeah. Generation over generation. Correct. Anyway. Well, I'm with you on all three of these big time. Mine are a little bit different. I'm not going to go into mine right now, but I feel very strongly against the Electoral College. I think it's antiquated. I think it's stupid. I think it needs to change immediately. It should never. Well, I understand why it became in place, and that was for states with slaves that wanted to have a say-so, and now that, hey, look, there's no slaves anymore, it makes zero sense that our elections go down to three states every single Mm -hmm. election. So basically what we're telling people is that your vote doesn't really matter unless you live in Florida or Virginia or Pennsylvania or Wisconsin or Ohio. That's it. Because if you're a Republican and you vote in California for the presidential election, it doesn't matter. Your vote is being washed. No one cares. Of course, you vote on a local level because you can make changes there. But then it goes back to the gerrymandering. But then it goes back to gerrymandering. That's exactly right. If your district is gerrymandered, then it's the same. Your vote means nothing. The electoral college, right? If you are a uh, a Democrat for the recent time, if you are a Democrat voting in Texas, guess what? Your vote doesn't matter. Because the popular vote doesn't mean anything, which I don't understand why in this country, and we're talking about getting out the vote, and we want people to vote, and it's a democracy. Why, oh, why isn't it just, is this candidate versus this candidate the most votes win? That's it. We should not have, oh, well, this candidate went to Florida 55 times, and they only went to North Dakota twice, or they didn't go here at all. Make them work for it, man. You got to get everybody's vote. So when you are in these states and you're in California and you're a Republican and you want to yeah. vote. It shouldn't come down. It shouldn't come down to just like my vote's going to get thrown away. It's it's stupid. Also, it goes back so to. So dumb. We, you know, the Electoral College may have worked for a period of time for whatever reasons. It was supposed to be like operate as a checks and balances type of thing. But I think we're given the fact that a number of presidents at this point have lost the popular vote and then have won the presidency based on the electoral college. It just, college. Doesn't, it just make doesn't make any sense, sense it, it, at as all. As far as democracy goes, it really doesn't. Yep. And I think that it is good that that just like anything, like any license, let's say, or anything, you have to like, you have to reevaluate, is this working? Is this not? Mm-hmm. And not be so attached to these ideas. But we that, are. It, that it's, because it's always been like this, yeah. this is how we should continue to move, operate moving forward. It be, it, sorry, go ahead. No, it just doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Humans evolve. Yeah. Human, the, everything that we, all of our processes should also evolve with us. Absolutely. But you think about our society and how many things have not changed because, well, it's always been this way. It's like... That doesn't make it right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's okay just because it's always been this way. We're just so stuck in a certain way and we're so afraid of change in so many ways. Well, that's why I mentioned a few podcasts ago that women who buck the status quo mm-hmm. are 
my heroes mm -hmm. because it's really hard to buck the status quo. Like people are set in stone. Well, in if, a lot of if you do that, they automatically think of you as, as evil. Like yeah. you are not looked like at as like, oh, you're a revolutionary. Me. No, you're just like, oh, they don't know their place. But I, they don't know where they're supposed to be. I, I hope that, like, I've listed a number of issues that I really care about. None of them should be revolutionary. None no, of them... but you know when people who are closed-minded, they are very revolutionary. They are absolutely, I mean, everything. Strengthening the foundation of our democracy. But you must understand that, like you said earlier, the system wasn't made for you. It wasn't made for me. So the fact that you even want to have a say-so, that terrifies them. You're not in your place. You don't know your role. So that is very much revolutionary to them. You should not have a voice. Oh, my God. Speaking of. Oh, okay. That T-shirt I sent you. Oh, yeah. You can I was on Amazon trying to find some cute little T-shirts to add to my... Repertoire. Yeah, collection. And this shirt said, End Women's Suffrage. Which... <laughs> Go ahead. No, explain it because some people don't know what you're talking about. Suffrage means the right to vote. So this shirt. It's such a play on words, though, because a lot of people, I, dumb you, people could look at it and be like, like in women's suffering. No, okay, cool. No, suffrage is the right to I vote. I understand so that. Of course I do. But I understand how people a, can look at that and say, oh, yeah, I like that shirt. In a attempt at humor, which I don't find humorous at all, which is probably wouldn't. the point of what they're like, oh, that's really get these women all hyped up about this. Mm -hmm. If I saw a man with a shirt that said, end women's suffrage. What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? Give it to him. What I would, would take out my diva cup. Yeah. Okay. And splash it on their face? I didn't say that. Oh, okay. I would take it out and pour but it on their head. Like my man with the egg got hit in the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's my strategy work. too. If I'm ever I ever encounter terrorists, then what you need to do, and this is going to get really graphic, mm -hmm. so close my fast ears. forward about 15 seconds for those who don't want to hear this. If you don't want to dry heave, okay, hold on. Fast forward about 20 <laughs> seconds. What you should do is keep a diva cup, put some fruit punch in it, and then be like mother, and take it out like of your purse or whatever, and splash it in their face. I don't need fruit punch. Okay. Are you always, oh, on, always your period, on your period, though? <laughs> <laughs> like you, can't, you have to have it ready just in case that you're not on your, you know. I'm always ready. I'm just saying that's what you should do. Okay, so. In, welcome back, everyone. Fast forward. Well, no, don't welcome back. Maybe you should fast forward another 20 seconds because this is my strategy. If ever I'm in a situation where someone is, like, terrorizing a group of people, I'm going to poop and pee and then throw it at mm. the person who's doing the terrorizing. Pee or poop first. Whatever comes out first. Okay, cool. All right. Because I think that would, I think fighting crazy with crazy is a good thing in that scenario. I think it might, they might like it. Like, oh, you real crazy. <laughs> oh, you crazy, crazy. I like you. <laughs> I think you might be doing the opposite there. That's not good. All right. Well, that's, that's our episode. <laughs> Pee and poop and throwing at folks. I w I'm going to be like a gorilla. Okay. In a in a chaotic situation. Great. I'm always ready. Always ready to throw poop. All right. That's all I got. You got anything else? You don't want to talk about anything else? No. If I talk about anything else, I'm just going to get fired up more. Don't get fired up. 
lower that blood pressure. Ah, yeah, but you know what? Something How's your about blood that. Blood pressure working out these my days. Blood pressure is on point. Last time I had it checked, it was one fourteen over eighty three. God, mine's always so high because I get so nervous now at the doctor. I know, but yeah, two weeks ago it was one fourteen over eighty three. That's great. Uh, I could go on and on about the Electoral College, but there's no point because I know there's... Don't threaten people. I know there's a lot of progress and I hope that... Colorado. Yeah, I hope that it keeps getting pushed on. But it's one of those things where if you just sit back and think about it, it just sounds so stupid why it's there to this day. Mm-hmm. Well, you know why. All the magic say. number is, it's like, are you kidding me? Just votes. You just count the votes. why it's there. Why is it there, Lissa? I'm going to throw a poop at you right now. Okay. Well, maybe I'm crazy, crazy, and I like it. No, it's just, it's so unbelievably dumb. Okay. And so, so when I hear that, and I hear people who are still in favor of it, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating to the point where I know you want to talk intelligent and, and try to have a conversation with people. It becomes even more frustrating and hard to have that conversation because you don't see facts. You see alternative facts. I believe that's what the word was. You wanted me to keep talking? I didn't want you to keep talking about just how stupid something is. That's not what I wanted to talk about. All right. Well, I'm done. Uh, Unfortunately for those, no one can see what's going on right now. Our TV is on in the background. It's muted. And it's John Wayne. And I'm pretty sure my dad will never hear this. John Wayne is just so terrible. He's a terrible human being, by the way. He was. What are you, Yoda? Yoda. Yeah. Oh, she fell. That's your dad's girl, Maureen O'Hara. Uh, my dad's woman is my mom. Well, How yeah. dare you? Don't you but, dare so say that. At one point we Nah, we, posed, we ain't putting that on the podcast, no, fam. Nope. Nope, 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 We asked nope, them nope. who their celebrity crushes were, and your dad... Hold on. What was my mom's? Al Green? I think she said Obama, honestly. Hmm, I don't remember. She might have said Obama and, and Al Green. Young Al Green. Go back as far as he possibly could to the most like to obscure the least threatening person <laughs> who like he's like okay are they dead yes are they you know like all like were they born in the 1920 yes right. and he chose he's like you know i really like maureen o'hara he's mm. like oh my god you're so old he's not young he was born in 1945 so he was born in 45 my mom was born in 51 that's not young that's it. <laughs> did you ever, did we ever ask your parents that? I mean, obviously my mom, you know who's, who. Robert Redford for your mom. Is. Yeah, my dad. He Oatmeal? Liked Annette... <laughs> I choose oats. He liked Annette Benning. Oh, okay. Um, And I don't know, like, I just remember, I, mean, I, I don't she's remember very, very him vocalizing, but... like, any women who he found attractive, but I remember my mom saying, like, my dad thought that, Annette Benning was a handsome, <laughs> handsome woman. <laughs> Who's your celebrity crush? Oh, we've already talked. Have we gone down this issue? No, we before? haven't. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to answer that on this podcast because it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. It okay. would take time. I don't well, want to blurt out a name. Let's leave this podcast on a cliffhanger then. Mm. And now, there's your, yeah. we will leave this podcast on a cliffhanger. Will we talk about our celebrity crushes next week? Who knows? We might not. We might forget that we even discussed this by the time we make it to next week. Was that? Does that leave everyone on the edge of their seat? I'm sure they can't wait. I'm bated breath right now, trying to figure out who is it. 
And if you see me in the hallway, don't ask me. Because <laughs> I know someone's going to say, well, who is it if they do listen? I'm not saying. I don't know. I don't wow, think about it. you're such a mysterious man. I know. All right. Um, signing off. Good night, sir. Good night, ma'am. Even we're not going to. What are we talking about? See ya, folks. Have a good day or night, and I hope whatever you're doing, you're great at whatever you're doing. All right. See ya. Bye. Visit www.greatgoalrush.com for our bucket list archive. And if you want to follow us on social, you can find us on Facebook at Great Goal Rush. Thanks for listening.